Okay. Alright, welcome to Clueless Critics, uh, where we review, critique, and analyze what we may not be qualified to criticize. I am your one half of the podcast, Void, also known as Philemon. I'm also joined by my co-host. Kyle Guillory. How's it going, everybody? And today we're joined by George Heraclius. Heraclius? How you doing, George? (laughs) I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. He's... He's joining us over the huge time distance and great big wide lake we know we know as the Atlantic uh, to come talk to us. Uh, he actually, George, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell them what you're uh, about, what you do. Okay, uh, so I am a virtual reality video games developer. I've worked on one video game so far. I've got a second one uh, coming out probably sometime next year, and. Uh, that's pretty much it. I like painting. I watch movies, and I eat my body weight every day. Oh wow! In in what? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like I'm an omnivore. Uh, I'm, I'm not <laughs> just straight up anything. I'll not put shy it on my about plate. it at all. Quick question: Do you have? Did you have a family like that was like mine that would like? give you excuses as to why you had to finish everything that was on your plate because of like oh, yeah, a uh, starving child somewhere else oh yeah um my family if, if you're with my family at all um <clears throat> if you've eaten if you've just eaten it doesn't matter you're still hungry you're gonna eat more oh wow so so it's like are you hungry no no i'm okay okay i'll make you something don't worry <laughs> ah ah yeah. we all have that family yep member. same Yep, same for me. Oh, really? Do you, oh, do, yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> I, I, when I was a kid, they'd actually get mad when I wouldn't finish the plate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and like, it got to, like, it got to, it got to a point where I started thinking, like, how, how is me eating helping the starving child? If anything, I'm taking less food that we could give to him. You know? And I was just, you just sit down and think about that, like that whole line of logic and it just gets to a dead end and you're like, why, why do you do this to us children? Why? This isn't helping us. This is helping with the obesity epidemic in America. (laughs) This is the reason why we're fat because we're a first world nation and they guilt trip us. They guilt trip us into thinking, well, you know, since we're the fat, we're the, we have all this, we, we might as well take it and not give it to the people who need it. Mm. (laughs) I mean, anyway, the UK is pretty fat as well, so, you know. Yeah, but it's not like Kyle's I mean, I think home the state fat, is... though. Isn't Hawaii the fattest state? Yeah, but they're like healthy fat. They're like, there's strength underneath that fat, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> healthy fat. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's like a linebacker type of fat, you know? Like, Line... he can still lift. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> As oh, opposed to like, just you know, you're fluffy. Four hundred pounds. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's pure muscle. I swear. It's the king. Thing. Just wait. Just wait. When I, you know, when I finally get this weight loss dog, I'm gonna be ripped underneath that. Yeah, yeah. You, you've told us that for the past six years, bro. All right. Oh my so, god. <laughs> so okay, before we get into like the the video game talk, actually, have you did you tell them the name of the video game you've worked on in case they're like um, interested? No, okay, it's um it's Vertigo. It's uh for the HTC Vive and Oculus Rift. You can buy it on nice. Steam, 
uh, $15. Lit. Hmm. If any of you... Hey, do you have hmm. any plans of getting that on... Is it possible to get that on, like, PS... Uh, the, PS the PlayStation... Okay, PSVR, the, the tracking technology isn't good enough to do it. Oh. We looked into it. We were like, oh, it would be really good if we get it on console. And yeah. Then, and then we, were, we tried PSVR, and it's way too, you know... It's sort of like connect almost. Mm. You're like, oh, I can't. It it doesn't work as well. Whereas uh, you know the Oculus and the Vive millimeter precision in every direction. Mm. So, oh wow. So you you're gonna have to wait a couple, a console generation or two before you be like, hey, maybe we can port it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hmm. that's saddening. Uh, well, okay, so we're all artists here, and I. If you don't know, George has done, his also does art like we we do. Um, but paints. he has like, yeah, he paints. But he's also done something, which I find very intriguing. Which I might I also, uh, which I sort of have like this theory on, possibly being like where art will go in maybe the next twenty thirty years. You've done some VR painting. Yes. Um, could you tell us? Could you tell us how about that? How you got into that? And like, I don't know if if you see a future in it, possibly. Okay, so I'm big fan of VR painting. I mm -hmm. I first uh, got into it when I when I saw that um, tilt brush was coming out. It was made by Google. Mm -hmm. um, it came out on the HTC Vive, and Google it was one of the titles. Things. It was one of the title things that came with it for free, so mm -hmm. you would just get it. And I tried it out, and I really liked it but i felt that it was it probably wouldn't go very far because it was it wasn't very precise it had some weird brush choices it was sort of like the ms paint of, of VR. <laughs> 3D I like, yeah i was like okay okay this is good and everything but i'll wait for whatever the next program is and mm -hmm. and then i saw that the oculus rift with touch was coming out in about six months after that and i was following that and then I saw that they had two art programs which they were creating at the time. Uh, one was Oculus Medium, which was a sculpting program similar to ZBrush and Mudbox and things like that. So I was very interested in that to begin with. And I tried that out. It was it was pretty good. I was um, I, I made a few models in it. I made a clicker from The Last of Us just so, sort of as a test. And I really liked it, but I felt like it wasn't really painting. It was just, it was more like sculpting clay. And uh. as someone who likes painting way more than sculpting, I, I was okay with it. Um, then uh, I saw that Oculus Quill was coming out. Okay. And Oculus Quill was made by the same company, um, but it was a 3D painting tool similar to Tilt Brush, but instead mm. of having lighting inbuilt into the game you'd have to paint it in yourself similar to painting on a canvas except you would paint it on a 3d model so mm. so every brush stroke that you would do uh you could then recolor and like move around as if it was sort of i don't know i would i would if i were to put it with a real life equivalent it would be something like paper mache meets painting meets uh i don't even know like sparkler drawing you know like sparkler things sparkler? with little fireworks oh, oh okay. yeah the little, little yeah hand. things you play yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's sort of like all of those three things combined into one and okay. 
I really liked it. Um, as for a future in it, it's it's very new, so I'm I can't really make any Project. judgments on that. But I I I really really like it. I think that it's very very good for maybe concept work if you wanted to mm. like feel out a scene. You could paint mm. a scene in probably thirty minutes really quickly, and yeah. and then you could have people walk around it just to get the feel for it, and it would be way easier than doing concept art for about three or four hours doing a full detailed painting, and yeah. then they would still have to model it and then see if it would look good. So yeah, maybe you could build the model off this already sort of three dimensional object, right? Yeah, you can you can actually already export the files straight mm. into a program if you want, and then build over the top of it. So, wow. so if you were that, to just do a really great. rough thing, you could export it, put it into a, into its own, you know, um, program, make a proper high detailed model over the top, and delete the old rough that you made. So nice. it'd be very good for sketching. That's the same way I feel about uh, the sculpting program as well. Is that it's too early to build everything inside that one program? Yeah. I would build everything in that really quickly, export it into a real one. Do you think, mm, have you thought of like actually putting that into your own workflow, like with your what you're currently working on? Um, yeah, actually we've uh, we've done that a little bit. I think a few models were actually made entirely with those programs. Oh, uh, oh like wow! Some, like some small like mugs and things like that, and then we would export them and and then just put them straight in. They were really easy to do. That's great. That's I could awesome. see. See, that's one of the things that interests me about this, right? Because I, I, I'm sort of seeing ahead and I'm like, if VR and all that and augmented reality becomes easier, as I assume they will, and like better, I could solely see them speeding up workflow, especially for like digital and art and stuff like that, as well as like, okay, so I have this crazy theory. It's inspired by this video I watched a while back or this like short, right? Basically, I, I, I might have told you guys this pr uh, privately uh, already, um, but basically the, the, the synopsis is this this guy gets this... Uh, in the future, there's these like augmented reality like contacts or glasses or whatever. And basically what happens is you you can have like a bank a blank like a just like what you know regular white wall walled room and like a couch and like a kitchen basically that's it but with the augmented reality glasses that you have on or contacts you can have like these colorful walls this like you have a tv on there and stuff and i was imagine i was imagining that and like all the crazy stuff you could have as 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 long as like augmented reality gets better and vr gets better i could totally see like maybe an online or a digital like uh, space where you're painting stuff in VR, making sculptures in this VR stuff and exporting it and sending it to people, you know, mm. as like house, like virtual house decorations, you know? Yeah. Did, like, have, have either of y'all seen Valerian? Valerian? Uh, no, I've, I haven't. Isn't oh. that the comic book that Star Wars bit off of? <laughs> What? Any? Anyways, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but there's that, actual... wasn't it turned into a movie? Yeah. 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 The, with the two main, the girl and the boy. Yeah, that's yeah, comic with book. Delavine and that Here. one. That one. You, yo, that other fish. guy. So fish. Okay, look. look up that comic book. You would love it. Okay. Star Wars is based off of it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what you're talking about was in the movie. Like, oh snap! It was except it was a uh, it was 
taken to the extreme. It was mm. you put these glasses on uh, mm-hmm. and it shows you another – I don't know if it was like another dimension or another like planet, but yeah. it basically like – it. Uh, like they they went to this this area this planet that was just like all straight desert, and uh, they had these tours or you know people put the glasses on, walk into this completely blank area, and then all of a sudden they see this huge market, like a, like a city wow. within that this whole is, um, place. This has actually already been done in real life. By the way. Oh boy, uh, called this it. Is, this <sighs> is um. Uh, Hololens. Microsoft have made Hololens, right? Okay. Right. They're very they're very selective with who gets it, but um, when they announced Halo Five, um, they got everyone to go in a queue. Everyone put on a Hololens, and they did the entire tour through a Halo ship with holograms mm. and stuff floating everywhere, and you know, mm. doing all of that just to advertise Halo Five with augmented reality. That's There's, amazing. Hmm. There's a whole load of um, HoloLens apps which are being created for workflow to do things like that. They've done games on it where, you know, oh, look, it's Minecraft on the HoloLens. It comes out of a table, <laughs> you know. Um, Yo, so, but, George, you're, like, ahead of the curve. You're, like, already... Like, if this becomes an actual marketplace, which it probably will if things keep going, like, you'll be already, like, I'm already... I'm already ready, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I sort of... I caught on to it about 2015. Was okay. when was when I was like, okay, I if I don't get into this really early, I'm gonna miss out. Yeah. So, um, I there was an event in London. I'd heard about VR was slowly, you know, people were beginning to talk about it, but it wasn't. Mm. There was no cons- There was no VR headsets that were any good out. Yeah. There was the very first development kit of the Oculus Rift. Mm. Uh, there was the second development kit which had just come out. And then the Vive development kit had just come out as well, but they were all unreleased. Only developers had them. You couldn't really get hold of them. But I saw that there was an event going on in London where there were some developers that were playtesting, um, you know, a whole lot of VR games, uh, you know, for people who were interested in getting into the industry. So I was like, okay, I'll go over there. It's only 40 minutes away. I'll just go down there and see what's up with it. And as soon as I tried uh, VR, I was like, okay, if I don't get into this, I'm going to really regret this. So I immediately, as soon as I got home, I was looking it up. I tried to order one, but I couldn't order one because pre-orders weren't even existing yet. Um, I basically prepared myself for ages trying to get hold of it. Got in contact with people who already had dev kits to try and you know, get into it without even mm. having any of the equipment myself because I couldn't actually get hold of any. Um, so you so I, you were fighting hard for this. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered it pretty much within the first 10 minutes and the site went down. And I was stressing out because they were selling out almost instantly. Ah. So I was like, I tried to like put in all my details in like five minutes. Um, I was on a Discord with like a whole lot of other people who had like hacked the website so that we could get in earlier. <laughs> this is like some <laughs> movie shit, dude. <laughs> Um, I got myself in with the hacker group. Yo, we, we, we after a few minutes, we, bro- we broke the code. The CIA was, was on us, but we got, the, we got the package. Yeah, so I, so I ordered it. I was really excited. Uh, it arrived, and I was blown away by it. Um, mm. Then 
because I was then considered the developer, I had a dev, I had like an actual uh, headset, I had you know, contacts at Valve, so you know, I ended up getting uh, an Oculus Rift sent to me from Oculus for free. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that was the sound of two men <laughs> vocally <laughs> announcing their jealousy. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, um, and and so we made the, we just freaked out basically. Everyone was freaking out about it because it's really bothers me mm-hmm. that you can't advertise VR. It doesn't work. Oh. Uh, hmm. Um, people think VR and they go, oh, 3D TV. It's like that, right? No. Ah, uh, no, no, it's and, not. Once you people... put that got that headset on. I, I was at Best Buy and I put on like I believe it was a an Oculus that they were just like they had for a day and I put it on and I was like, yo like Yeah you like, like teleporting. Yeah, bruh. Like I was doing the rock climbing game and I forgot oh, that yeah, I was I like yeah. for for a moment you like for like you suspend your suspense of disbelief is so easy when you just look around. And you can't like you like it's oh like you like when you start falling I actually just started freaking out I was like no no you, you know like like there's yeah. an actual bodily like oh sh- so <laughs> you, know? you have to experience it is what you're saying yes it, to sell it you sort of have to like put the headset on yeah wow. it's why it's so slow because it's only through word of mouth that it gets mm-hmm. popular. Um, mm. I've had probably 30 or 40 people try VR, like my VR headsets, and every single one of them has been amazed by it. But yeah, yeah. when I put it on, I was like, yeah, I'm getting this. <laughs> this I'm getting one iteration of this, but this is, this is like, I was, that's when I was convinced this was the future. Like, once it get like, a couple iterations from now, this is going to be like, we're going to be like, ha, TV screens. <laughs> Remember that old thing we used to do to play video games and watch TV? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it will go the way uh, I, I think it will go like 3D games do right? mm. there was there was 8-bit graphics, 16-bit graphics and then they went to 3D yeah right? but you can still get games that are 2D they, they 2D, yeah, of course here. so that's what's going to happen with VR there's going to be a, this big leap to VR everyone's going to be like, oh, does your console have VR? then it's not a full console type yeah. thing mm. um, and then and then you'll be like, oh, my console only does 3D games. It doesn't do VR. And mm. people will be like, oh, okay, that's pretty old. You should probably upgrade your console. They'll, they'll start doing things like that, but they won't be gone. They'll still have 3D games. Because I play 3D games still, and I've got of, two of VR course. Of course. I, I, I believe that's the case, but I also believe that like, I'm, it might make the screen, you know, the whole screen, like the actual like, oh, yeah, computer the ones, screen. Like, in front of you. I yeah, I think they'll. Yeah, you can play those like you could. You could just uh, literally just make a screen in the VR game itself. Like yeah, I wouldn't. I'm... Actually, Steam has a like VR theater mode. Yeah. So you can actually play your games in VR with like a cinema screen in front of you yeah. playing the game. But the problem at the moment is the headsets aren't high enough resolution. So. Yeah, I mean mm. that's what I mean. Like eventually they'll get high enough resolutions where it's like sort of feel like screens will become obsolete in a sense hmm. and I think and I think the great thing about VR technology is I, th- I sort of feel I don't know maybe you're a bit more of an expert in this but I think with VR technology 
in tandem comes with it an improvement in augmented reality. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so... Basically... Oh, okay, I'll let you go. Sorry. But, so... And once again, another comic book, or webcomic, huge nerd, but a lot of my ideas come from those things. But basically, it was another comic book where far in the future, people just have, like, basically a better-looking version of Google Glass, and it, like, they, they like, you know how, like, you'll have, like, you'll be in an MMO and people, like, customize their characters, right? To, like, oh, yeah. look cool or whatever. Basically, people do, are doing that in real life. Well, they'll have, like, floating heads or, like, halos above them and, like, angels' wings and, like, like these little <laughs> things, or, like, masks that cover their face and stuff. And, like, they just walk around with that and, like, you know, like, you know the GPS is right in their glass or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, I'm actually a little bit worried about how big augmented reality is going to be. It's going to mm. – people got rid of Google Glass because they didn't like people filming them, right? But yeah. augmented reality is going to be, you know, I think way bigger than that. What mm. if you don't like someone and you block oh. them in augmented reality? They'll just get deleted from existence. What do you... Like, you won't even see them. If you walk past them in the street, the augmented reality would be able to facial, like, use facial recognition and then just wipe them. Oh. So that they, you don't even see them. You just walk straight past them. So if you block each other, that's it. You never see them again if you're wearing augmented reality. I don't. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if it'll make them invisible. Well, I don't know if using three D rendering, then it, you could do that. I feel like maybe the best you would do would be like, "Hey, this is the person you hate. I blocked their like face." <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You're if, thinking like... short term. In long term, with three D rendering, you could mm. very easily, you know, just get rid of them. Oh man, yeah. a lot of accidents would happen. Like, what if you're walking against the street and you just you don't notice that they exist? And then you just hit him in the face. So basically, I mean, that, that could translate into a lot of problems. Like, you're basically saying, oh, my gosh. Wow, like, but, there'd be a lot of accidents, honestly. Like, yeah, you, know, you could... You, you, people... Well, you could have them, like, have a different face so that you didn't mm. recognize them at all. Mm, true. Um, you, the problem is that with augmented reality, you can just edit your reality. There's, there's no need for you to... Uh, and, you know, there's some people who are addicted to the internet already. Like, imagine a world where basically you can perceive the reality you want. Yeah, everyone's Even... good looking. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The The effects on humanity is going to be very interesting. Guys, are we making, like, a really good story right now? I feel like we're sort of... <laughs> <laughs> if this hasn't already happened... Oh, I mean, it's man. It's a bit like Ready Player One, but in real life. Yeah, the catfishing is going to be so real, but nobody's going to care because they're probably going to be, like, having no, the mean, whole relationship with their glasses on. Just take your glasses off, and then... Yeah, yeah, no joke. Yeah, but there's going to be so many people who wouldn't want that. You know, like, oh, they yeah, know... They'll be, like, they'll be like, oh, I, this person, I, I really like the way they are, I don't want to don't wanna see if it's... Yeah, I don't want to break the illusion, right? Like, mm. And in their head, it's like... If they, if, if, like, it's sort of like the whole thing, if I like the illusion better than reality, why would I go back, right? Oh, and, like... yeah. The, I actually um, was listening to an audiobook, and I went, my room is, like, not very attractive. Mm. I'll just go in VR, I'll just sit on, like, a mountain and listen. So I, <laughs> so I just put VR on, listened to my audiobook while, like, 
being in the countryside in like 6am on like a misty morning with like birds flying in the sky and you know I was I was really comfortable I sat there for hours wow but but I was really just sitting you know in the middle of a room with no lights on <laughs> <laughs> like it's 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 it would be the most amazing fantasy jump you know like it would just oh it's it'd be great and also horrible at the same time but you know Man. humanity so we're gonna abuse the shit out of it wow yeah there's I... it's it's the plot of ready player one where they nuke the world everything's crap people live in poverty but because there's an mmo in vr that is like so realistic it might as well be real life everyone just lives there and they have like schooling systems in the MMO so that people don't have to leave their homes to go to school because it's dangerous and you know people can pay their taxes using the in-game currency and you know pay their taxes using wow that is that is crazy wow Ugh. it's basically wow. the matrix except you can go out of it and show and see the real really bad world that no one wants to live in uh, I feel like I'm going to be like a tree hugger in these next few years like yo for <laughs> real like... i'll be like yo reality is what we See, need I'm on, the, I'm on the cusp of it i'm actually creating this technology and i'm just like i don't know about this so yeah so... <laughs> you're like the mad scientist who's like <laughs> i like this but i already can see the problems oh <laughs> i don't know if i should keep working on this um <laughs> let's let's go from this heavy topic to like a less a less okay. heavy topic Maybe maybe we go into the video games that influenced us, you know. Okay. Especially for you, it would probably be really big, obviously, since you're actually working in games. Mm -hmm. um, or, uh, and then you know the rest of us are just nerds. All right. So who's who's gonna start then? Uh, okay, I'll go with me. So I remember my dad when we first came here from Ghana. Uh, like maybe our. I was we can't, I came here when I was three and a half, so maybe around five or six. He got when I was five or six. He got me a PS One. Um, not like that. Like not, I don't think it was the PlayStation PlayStation, but like the second version where it was they called it the PS One or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, the, mm. like the little white one that's round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so I remember getting this game. It was, and back in those days, everybody was trying to make a racing game, right? And it was called Woody the Woodpecker Racing. What the? Oh, I, I didn't even know that this was a TV, like a TV the show TV or something. Show? And it, I just knew about the video game, and I would play that with my little brother, Theophilus, oh. all the time. <laughs> and even, yeah, yes, that laugh is seared into my memory. Every time you would go, you would go around and like hit someone with the like the thing. You like you drive next to them, and then he'd woodpeck the driver next to him. And as they crashed, he would do the laugh. He's <laughs> just like, and like it's like if you were, I could like every time I hear somebody do that, I like it's sort of like PTSD, but like for fun, I guess. <laughs> Because I'll just like I'll just snap back to that moment of like me playing that's that like, game. That's like me and Ren and Stimpy, dude. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy like like scared the hell out of me. Oh really? Oh man. Yeah, because Ren and Stimpy is actually like really gross. 
Yeah, it is. True. A lot of innuendo the, in that. Especially like the brushing teeth episode, where uh. like his teeth fall out and he like pulls them from like the nerves of his guys. Like, oh uh, yeah. They did. They did that. That crazy like super realistic like shots like so oh, yeah, much like, in that show. Oh yeah. Like, and then SpongeBob oh. did it afterwards. Yeah, oh, SpongeBob yeah. definitely took from them in that regard. Yeah, that uh, stuff's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's really not something. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, who approved this for kids? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I still liked it. I still watched it, even though it scared the hell out of me. I feel like Red and Stimpy. Some of the episodes would have, like, if they just been like, "Hey, we're an adult cartoon," it would have been perfectly. Like, if this was, if Adult Swim had existed, yeah. Like, it that works. cartoon, yeah. they could have switched just a couple of things, and it would have been perfectly fine. Uh, right, so, so, George, you want to go? Okay. Um. So, my first console was mm-hmm. a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I basically played Pokemon nonstop. Mm. Pokemon Red, baby. Mm. I love Pokemon Red. Um, I I basically played it. Non-stop. I would beat the game like over and over again because it was like my only good game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had I had a few other games. I had um, oh, what else did I? Have? I had like some racing games and stuff, but it was a Game Boy, so you know it, they weren't that good. Um, <laughs> and and then I got a PS One. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved my PS One. Tomb Raider Two was so good. Um, oh, Tomb Raider! I didn't, God. I didn't really like get really big into games until mm-hmm. probably the PS2 to Xbox 360 like the beginning of okay. the Xbox 360 okay. when I was like okay I understand now because I've played <laughs> games my whole life but Xbox 360 with Xbox Live I was yeah. like okay now I understand multiplayer games are where it's at because I didn't have multiplayer because it was you know mm. the old consoles didn't yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so I played pretty much non-stop Halo 3 Battlefield Bad Company 2 and mm. Modern Warfare. Oh like my god. Um, Damn. How old were you so, at the time? Um, I was like early teens. Okay. Um, but I I loved um, those games. Um, I met I met like all of my online friends through those games. Uh-huh. Um, I even met some of them in real life even though they were in different countries. Oh. Um, and then from that, I went to PC afterwards. Um, the master because race. all of my friends started moving to PC, and I was like, "Oh, don't leave me behind! I have to, I have to get in on this." So I started playing um, a whole load of like TF2 and um, and like maybe a little bit of Counter Strike here and there. A lot of MOBAs, but yeah. I didn't really like MOBAs. Um, and then Minecraft came out in two thousand nine, and oh, I was nice. like. I was like, okay, I'm creative. I can build whatever I want in this. This is cool. Um, and all of my Xbox friends moved over there and, and like introduced me to new people who I'm actually still friends with today. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I can make anything that I want in this game. I, uh, I really started getting creative with it, started making like full-on sized, like kilometers worlds, like, you know, like, oh, this is a five-mile world, you know, with pre- mountains and, like, dwarf fortresses and a whole lot of things is, like that. Is this, like... It, there's some things, as an artist, you sort of look back on as, like, you just doing for fun and being creative, and then you get to a point where you are now, and you're like, oh, 
I was like yeah. into this before I knew I was into this. Yeah. Like, like, like you're. I'm hearing you talk <laughs> about making this like these worlds, and I'm like, it makes sense. You're a video game like developer now. Like, I, I remember yeah, I, was... I would read. I would read. I remember reading Scott McCloud's making comics in middle school. And I wouldn't even use it to like make comics. I would just read it over and over again because I oh, thought it was I a really comics. good comic book. Yeah, and now I'm like, I read um, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way by Stan Lee. Ooh. I was like, I was like, oh, I know this book is from the 1960s, but I've still got to read it. Yeah. And, and I started making comics. I wasn't very good, so I stopped. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> That's we've had this conversation. Nobody's good when they start. Yeah. yeah um, All trash. Yeah, but I was I was making these worlds, and I was like, okay. Everyone really likes them. I'm basically like doing these massive, like almost MMO-sized worlds, like with mm -hmm. me and like a group of five people, pretty much. So I I joined the Lord of the Rings, uh, like Minecraft group, ha, where they tried to create nerd. the entire of they tried to create all of Middle Earth. In oh wow. That's awesome. Like, that is insane. They're still doing it, dude. They what? Still <laughs> they're still going. Are they adding like Shadow of War's lore there now too? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, oh my goodness! But I was very impressed. Like they one to one scale, like the entire thing. God, did they role play in there too? Yeah, they they did try to fly. You in fools. There. Yeah. Um. And I joined a whole lot of RP servers, and then. After that, I was like, okay, I've sort of done with the building thing. And mm. then I started... Um, I saw that Redstone was, like, a big thing in Minecraft. It, this was about 2012. Okay. And I was like, ooh, it's basically just circuitry. And so I ended up going crazy on that for a while. I mm -hmm. started making, like, machines that would... Or basically, because we started playing survival and doing, like, competitive stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, okay, this is... We need to be the best on the server, right? So, I, I researched into like redstone. I'm such a nerd, um, and basically started building like automated like conveyor belt systems that would like harvest all the resources in the area. And you know, then I like built calculators and you know, tiny RAM modules and computers, all with redstone in a game for no God. reason. God. <laughs> Loki happy I never got Minecraft because I feel like that would have been my life for like a good couple years. It was my <laughs> life for a good couple years. Oh um, my god. And then I was like, uh, and all this time I was drawing, but I didn't draw very much. I didn't I didn't really have that much uh, you know, time because I was playing so much video games and mm. I had school as well. Um, and then in 2014 I sort of stopped playing Minecraft because I got bored of it and all of my friends moved on from it and yeah, I, I sort of got bored of it, so I just started painting, um, nice. doing that instead. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Up for about three months, I did about five paintings a day. Um, but I've never managed to get back to that you, level of painting. Wait, so you did Kanye West's equivalent of five beats a day for three summers? Yeah. <laughs> you're. So are you telling me you're? You are the equivalent of Kanye West in the art world. Oh. No, I don't. I don't think. I'm are we? Are we? Are we gonna expect a a, a a Yeezus album anytime soon? No. A Yeezus artwork. But I will a run Yeezus for game. I, swear. I won't run for president. <laughs> George Miraculous, the Miraculous, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I already came up with the campaign slogan. Let's do this, bro. Oh my! I'm not your citizen. I can't do it. Free, free, uh, free, <laughs> free VR reactions. headsets for every British citizen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and then I think after that, what games were like? Was I really playing? I think it was. Mm. Oof. Um. I tried Destiny, didn't like it. Um, yeah, I tried the mm. beta recently. I mm. at first I was like cool with it, the new for the new one, and then I was like, wait, this is Borderlands without any of the personality. I know, I know. Space. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ab about it. Because the thing that kept Borderlands fun was the loot system was all right, and then it was basically gun porn, and then the world was hilarious. Like yeah, I never got into Borderlands either. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So there was also MMOs, RuneScape, and oh, Warcraft. I was an my... MMO boy, dude. Fam, yeah. from middle school to like maybe early high school. Dude, I think that's all everybody played for a while. Two thousand and four to two thousand eight. MMO boom. Oh yeah. Two thousand four to two thousand eight. I played RuneScape all the time. God. And then, and then I sort of realized that RuneScape wasn't as good as World of Warcraft, so I moved to World of Warcraft. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I remember playing Ru RuneScape, and then just being like, it, it was elementary school for me, so probably 2005, and then like, I did that for a year, and then I was like, nah, this is, no. This Man, is I went full on, my account got hacked five times, and every time I made a new account. <laughs> How do you? How? Wait, yeah, how, does how, that do you you piss... how do you attract hackers? What are you pissing people off? What's well, going on? Yeah, I piss people off, and also, I would always have a really high level account, and I always had the shittest passwords because I was pretty young. So, uh... so they they were pretty easy to get uh, to get hacked. Wow! And I tried to re like try to get them back, but I couldn't. So I've still got my Double one from 2010. Authentication, though, dude. Really. Do you still yeah. pop in there? I can't. I the, thing, the thing I can't yeah, believe I is that RuneScape is. God, I still can't believe RuneScape is like played. Like, still going, yeah, like, no joke. Like World of Warcraft, I can understand because, like, for the most part, the expansions are pretty okay, and like they, I, they do do, they do oh, like they graphical updates, update right? RuneScape. Yeah, they do, they completely changed all the mechanics of RuneScape, and people oh. shit themselves. Oh. They were like, oh no, this isn't good. We don't like this. Bring it back. So oh, okay. They I was about to players. ask, is it a good game now? Well, no, they, they attracted a whole lot of new players, and a lot of people really okay. liked the new RuneScape. But because okay. there was so much backlash from the old RuneScape players, that was sort of my my sort of time of RuneScape, mm -hmm. that they were like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll give you the old RuneScape. So they've now got old school RuneScape as well, which is the 2007 RuneScape. Oh. Um, they so they have like two just, running simultaneously? Yeah, they've got new RuneScape, which is RuneScape 3, and old school RuneScape, which is 2007 RuneScape. Um, hmm. And it's got, like, everything that was, like, big about the original RuneScape is in there. Hmm. So I've got, to, I've got both. I've got an account on both, and I really like them. But I don't play them anymore because I don't really have time. But hmm. Okay. Uh, there has there's something to be said for, for World of Warcraft, Blizzard, and whoever owns RuneScape is that they've kept something like that going. Do you know? And during the MMO boom, do you know how many MMOs were launched and died in like under a year? 
these guys are just like, yeah, we've been here for like low key a decade. <laughs> <laughs> like, Runescape's been around since 1999. God, it's almost 20 years old. Oh, that's ridiculous. If you look up screenshots of like the Runescape 3, it doesn't actually look bad. It looks like sort of a sort of like a low budget Diablo style looking thing. Hmm. Oh, I before before we continue with our, our, our trip down memory lane, uh, I was about to start to quote some Kendrick. Uh, I want to I want to say hello to the ran the one anonymous listener. Hey, we appreciate hey. you. Yeah, Stay a thank while. You. Um, but yeah, we'll continue. Um, uh, I remember I remember. Oh, we didn't let Kyle go. Kyle, Kyle. Hey man, I'll keep it short and sweet. All right, short and sweet. All right, first game ever, Sonic the yes. Hedgehog on Sega. Sega okay. Genesis. OG, OG. Okay. Have you played right. Sonic Mania? No. Ooh, I I think that was up. the first and last Sonic. No, no, no. I I think I played a Sonic on I want to say PS2 maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. But that that was really the only one I played. Nah, Sonic and Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, that's Sonic right, I did play that too, what the heck, okay, so I just, so many games I can't remember, but, so first game, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. first game I beat, Metal Gear Solid, and that was mm. amazing, that was when I was in first grade, oh my god, Ooh. so good. Did you play Snake? five? No. Oh. No. You See, I, I, I love five. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but I, I, like, that game I do know, I've, I only played the first one, and I hadn't played any any after like okay. that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then my favorite game right now is Guilty Gear, XRD Revelator Two. Oh, fighting game! Fighting game! Yeah. Wow, that's pretty weeb of you, dude. Hey, man. Hey, what are you, <laughs> what are you <laughs> dude, I just love fighting games. They're amazing. They're yeah, amazing. Like, I didn't of know. all of the fighting games. I didn't but, know Guilty I was Gear. Good at fighting games until like, four months ago. Wait, you're. Wait, you're act- you make it sound like you're naturally good. Like, this is just something that naturally comes no, to you. No, no. I actually <laughs> didn't know. Because I don't play fighting games. And okay. For Honor came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like knives. Oh, well. It's, it's, diff- it's, a, it's a little bit different. It's not yeah. necessarily yeah. the same. I know, but it's... I, I played a lot of Dark Souls, like, multiplayer, like, online. I could online. see how mm-hmm. Dark Souls could really help you with For Honor. For I could Honor, see, yeah, like, that makes yeah, sense. The timing. Oh, man, what am I talking about Dark Souls? Oh, my God. I Dark cry Souls every is... time I, every time I, <laughs> I see cry Dark Souls time. 3. Every time I see somebody playing it, I'm like, man, dude, why am I drawing right now? I need to play Dark Souls. <laughs> I have Dark Souls 3, and I have not beat it. Because, like, partly is, like, part of it is, like, I know this is the last Dark Souls game, and then another yeah. part of it's, like, I'm also sort of scared. <laughs> like, no. I like make progress, and I'm like, I don't want to go out there to... and feel that feeling of like. <laughs> I have to play Dark Souls three, dude. I basically stopped at Bloodborne. I have Dark Souls three though. I just haven't played. Oh it. yeah, you do. Um, if if there is a game, I'll come out of my cave to play. That'll be uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki's new game. The guy who directed. The Dark Souls and Bloodborne series. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, will yeah. come out. I I will definitely play that game. I really, um, really, really want to see what he's gonna do next because he's done yeah. with Dark Souls. I I don't know if he's gonna continue the Bloodborne line now. 
which would be interesting to I see. No. Well, he's... They, okay, he spoke on both Bloodborne and Dark Souls. He said, well, neither of those titles are owned by FromSoft, so he... They're not, what? No, they're not. Yeah, they're, it's Bandai Namco. Um, oh. Yeah, so the only way they'd work on them is if they're hired by him, I guess. Mm. On Bloodborne, at least. He's done with Dark Souls. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're working on a completely different project. Yeah, do you know From Software made like a mech game back in the day? Armored Core, yeah, I played the shit out of it. And I heard it was lit. So it, it I w- was. It was just dead. It, you'd play it for like, you play it for a good few months. There would be, oh, maybe like a month or two. A ton of people would be on it, and then all of a sudden it'd die. Mm, I would just, like to see them return yeah. to Armored Core with all the stuff they know now. Yeah, because it's actually a beautiful game. I love it. Beautiful game. Um, Dark Souls Combat taught me how to play For Honor. I played For Honor basically for the first two months. I played nothing but For Honor every day mm. that it was out. That's doesn't why I wasn't it have on the Discord? I was just gone because I was playing For Honor. And doesn't it have some kind of mechanic like um, what was that one? Infinity Blade, where you kind of like match the angle of yeah, attacks yeah. to yeah. block and, then and all you've that. You've got to parry and block and all that. Um, okay. Man, I ended, up, I ended up playing so much of it that I. Got to esports level in Ferrara. Yeah, oh, yeah. you showed me the videos of that. Yeah, <laughs> man, I was really hoping for Honor. They had so many like design stuff that held them back. Like their core gameplay was so good when it was just like one on one or two on two. But like yeah, it was, it was more that their balancing is awful. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, they yeah, still ruined it. Like I check in every now and then just to see if they fixed it. Yet. Is they it haven't. is it dead? Wait, so what? I never found figured out what the problem was with the game. So what is the issue with For Honor? Okay, the combat is excellent. The fighting is excellent. The mm-hmm. characters are OP. There's some characters which actually have combos yeah. that are unbeatable. Basically. Uh, and then uh, once you find those out, they wreck. They, they can wreck yeah, you. Yeah, and then people would exploit so that you would have unblockable attacks. And then you, know, you would never be able to parry them because... They would just keep mixing them up. There was a glitch where one character could basically just spam one button forever and win every time. And wow. then there's there's another one. There's another um, thing where it would just be like that, like the whole like the the UI was weird. On like, I I, I could see for like if I remember from like computer or console because like you had to connect to the ubisoft's personal like thing or whatever like mm-hmm. they're like a little starter thing um which was really annoying for most people like why can't i just start it off steam and stuff like that and yeah, then you have to use uplay so. yeah uh and then on top of that a lot of people didn't really care for the uh what was it that one mode where like you're doing a war yeah dominion like, the dominion mode even yeah, though it's I like an interesting it concept, yeah. Um, it, yeah. It was really good. There were three or four characters that were completely broken. I played one of the worst characters in the game, which required actual skill. The Shield Man. To, I love that guy. My, oh. Mine was Raider. He was the guy. Big Viking, two-handed axe. Oh, normal Raider. Um, normal. <laughs> yeah, and he... Um, he, basically, you needed to use mind games to actually beat anyone because yeah. he didn't have any attack that was safe to actually hit people. Some mm. people had attacks which were like really quick, 
you didn't do much damage, but if it was pretty hard for you to like get uh, punished for using them. Yeah. Whereas my character, every single attack was easily punishable, like crazy easy to punish. Mm. So I I would have to do mind games where I would faint this really obvious attack, but then every so often I'd just let one go and just let it hit them, like really obviously. But because mm-hmm. they always, but because ev- everything before that I just faked it and didn't actually pull off the hit, they would just ignore it. Yeah, so they you get them into one mindset and then you're like, haha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and because he did so much damage, uh, because it's a really obvious heavy attack, it took mm-hmm. off like a quarter of their health in like one hit. So they can only risk that a couple times, but by that point, you're already at killing. Yeah, and it, it was really funny because I would also parry them every time as well because I was very quick with my reactions. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Hmm. It had so much potential. I was hoping they'd do the whole, um, what is it? What What Rainbow is their other Six. game? Rainbow Six, right? Where yeah, that's why I was a lot of, A lot of people... Ubisoft, it came out, a lot of people were mad at it, and then they actually improved on it, and now there's more people that playing it at a certain point afterwards after they fixed everything, than they did at launch. Yeah, so that's, I was that's hope- what I was hoping for. I was hoping they learned, like Ubisoft learned from that, they're like, oh, if we actually put in time with something that actually has potential that people are willing to, like, wait for you to fix, <laughs> we'll, we can come back, but I, I don't know what they happened. They added, like, four or five characters since I left. Oh, and boy. all of them are apparently OP. <sighs> Come on. So I'm like, I'm like, how have you managed to make the same mistake another four times in a row? Like, can you hmm. not do that? Can you maybe, just... Like, maybe we, we, we just figured out what the problem two. was, which are, like, looping combos, which, you know, are infinitely repeatable uh, and don't have a counter. And yeah. we added four more characters which all have those. Wow. So, so I just sort of gave up on it. Yeah, that's really I'm, sad because it was I got like two hundred hours in it. So, yeah. So so it's actually built as if it were like a, like a Street Fighter or or you know any any other fighting game with the diversity of characters. It's just three like third person like three D. Yes, it is. Yeah, basically. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense. It, it makes I you mean, feel like you're actually sword fighting as opposed to just like pressing square. Yeah, I I can see why that would be. That, I mean, that'd be pretty difficult to make just like from the get go, yeah. because it, there's already so many problems you have to solve in mm-hmm. a two D fighting game. Yeah, yeah, and they solved all those problems. They just made really bad characters, which is why I was really <laughs> upset about it. Yeah, like like if they just removed a couple of these characters or just completely reworked them, it would. I mean, they like could. A. I I think, I, I mean, of course, I've never seen this. So I don't know what you're talking about, but. One thing that that I've seen people talk about a lot is the reason why buffs are so much better than nerfs is because usually, you know, you, you nerf the crap out of a, a few good characters that, you know, people like to play, and then all of a sudden everyone starts to look the same. Or, mm. you know, it, it just makes the game less less fun. So mm. what they could do is add a mechanic to counter those loops what you're talking about loops yeah like have have other have the characters who are who are less who have less offensive options like the one you're talking about you know give them give them something to work like to use against that you know yeah, some kind of tool but the way that those infinite loops work is that 
there is no mechanic in the game. You could use it on one of the other OP characters and it would still be bullshit. Mm. Like, mm. it's... You, you can... Basically, there was a glitch that allowed one of the characters to do only unblockable attacks. Which means you couldn't block the attack, you could only parry it. But then they could faint them and do another unblockable attack. So... that's and, and there's no, like... Oh, what the hell? Yeah, that's messed up. And then, and then there was a character which uh, had a mix-up where you had a maybe a thirty percent chance that you would ever like predict it correctly. Did it? Okay, so those unblockables, they didn't have like some huge startup time or anything. Like, well, some, well it, they some of them do. Some of them have like a two-frame window, pretty much, for you to escape them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What? And it's coming from Ubisoft, so you would think they'd have somebody in there who'd be like, "Hey, yeah. game design guys." Okay, uh... so one of the one of the fastest characters is called Peacekeeper, right? Mm, and I played Raider, which was one of the slowest characters. Uh, her quick attack um, was so fast that if you had if you were blocking in the other direction and not the direction that they just attacked in, and you wanted to switch over to block it, you had a uh, one frame window. To, uh, to block in that direction. If you didn't do it, then you would get hit and then you'd get caught in a combo. Jesus. Um, um, so I ended up being really easily killed by those because if I had any network lag at all, then it would be physically impossible for me to block it. Yeah, um, no joke. So I actually would have to predict a lot of attacks. That video that I sent you, Void, was me accurately predicting someone's really quick attack that I couldn't block and parrying it. Yeah. To win a tournament. That was fun to watch. <laughs> My goodness. Um so yeah, that's that's the disappointment that is uh that was uh For Honor. For Honor. Man. Oh my goodness. Man, and you, and you know when that when it was first announced I was so excited to just see the the mashup of the three Viking uh, Samurai watching, and Knights. Oh. Absolver though. That's my jam. Oh man, man. Absolver's awesome. Yet. It's sort of like the spiritual successor to to Ferrana, but actually Yeah. And Devolver Digital just has another good indie game on their hands. They just need so, more content. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was going to ask cuz I hadn't played it in like a couple weeks if they added anything cuz it's just I don't know. I have friends that have it. My best friend Branson, if you're listening to this, this is your shout out, Branson Ray. Yeah. Uh he he was showing me videos and we were talking about it and he was just like yeah it's a pretty short content wise but i do be-, he was like i do believe they're coming out with like the whole like dlc thing where it's like hey this is gonna be like a pretty sizable chunk of like story and stuff they sort of like i don't want to spoil anything but they sort of leave on like this note that's like hey there's more to come yeah yeah um, big time so uh so we're we're waiting for that, but it seems like that game. It's like that. I feel like a lot of these games are in, inspired by Dark Souls in the sense that um, it's a game where the fighting is slow, methodical, methodical and thoughtful. Like you have to like figure each other out, and like they just transition that to, to like let's slow down the combat a bit and put it into like a fighting game. Right. And, yeah, as opposed I, to just like whacking each other. Exactly. Like even yeah. with like most fighting games, uh, like most classic fighting games, like I don't know, uh, Street Fighter and stuff like that. Mortal the, Kombat. 
Mortal Kombat, like, it, it feels very quickly. And I'm not saying they're not thoughtful. I know the high-level professional They players. are big-time. Like, it's like, it's like very chess. It's, it's like real-time chess. But it's, it's just like, much quicker. Yeah, it's like it's, so it's, fast. Yeah, it's because it can be, because it's on one plane. Like you're, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's completely different. Like, you, you're not going to have, uh, like, There's that no weighted... that w- mechanic, pretty much. It's pretty hard to dodge an attack on a 2D plane, because if someone right. just comes straight at you, the only way that you're going to get away from them is if you jump over them. Which jump isn't... over them back or maybe duck. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so. I, th- I think a, a big thing that's still... There's there's still a bit in bit of inferiorness with Absolver, uh, to uh, traditional like two D fighter is that there's a lack of being able to use spacing. So like in, in a in a two D fighter, you know you you need to understand the distance your your attacks travel. So yeah, you can, what certain you, moves do so you can yes, yeah, so you can play that, that really well. Yeah, but you can't do it in Absolver because your your character. I mean, you can. It's just like a forced space. Like mm. once you get into a certain range with another with your enemy, mm. your attack actually shoots like lunges you forward. But if you're outside oh. of their range, then you just kind of whiff. Which oh. I, I mean, I guess you could play with that, but it, it's it's a little weird. Oh yeah, there was okay. There are two characters in Toronto which really really made use of range. There was Nabushi, which used spears. Oh and, yeah, poison spear woman. Um. And she could lunge forward with the spear, but she also had uh, like an advanced stance which she could activate, which mm-hmm. would make her take a step back and like like pull her body away. And so, mm-hmm. if you timed it right, you could dodge like the most powerful attacks in the game, and then like come back in and just like stab them repeatedly. Yeah, oh, she yeah, would that's go awesome. and, She would get on one leg and like to get extra range, you just yeah. like throw her spear out like with one arm. And then you should like her range was ridiculous. She'd be like poke, <laughs> yeah. Poke, and then poke. there's one of the shortest range characters in the game, which is Peacekeeper, two daggers. Mm. If she oh, yeah. whiffed the first attack with her dagger, the second attack would come out faster and lunge her forward. So she would purposely outrange herself, attack with the first one, and the second one would be like an unblockable, like really really quick, um, like second stab, which did yeah. like a tiny amount of bleed damage. Um, and if you weren't blocking in that direction already, then there was no way that you could block it. So, hmm. so a lot of them like would outrange you and do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then and then there's uh, some really funny characters like Shigoki, who was really fat, and he would just run. Ah. At he would he would just run friends, at you and grab hold of you. Yeah, he would he could run at you, grab hold of you, and crush your spine. <laughs> but like, if he missed, he would just knock you over. So a lot of people would uh, run at you until they knocked you over, and then cancel their run, and then just swing at you while you're on the ground. And they would just run away and keep doing that to <laughs> keep outranging you, knock you over, and then hit you with a club, and then run away again. Isn't there a thing where like, if he's in like his the golden mode that everybody can get, as long like, if he goes super saiyan basically, and he grabs you, it's like he can like kill you from like half health. With actually, like that grab actually, thing. you have full health and he has one bar of health, he can insta kill you. Oh yeah! So people would like let them wail on them and then they just <laughs> grab you and crack your back. 
What? <laughs> At the range. So he, so he gets an increased amount of damage, like or the lower his it, health is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only that right. one attack. Yeah. And in order to do that one attack, you have to actually knock them, like get them stunned. Yeah. So he would. So say you were doing really a lot of damage to him, um, then he parried your one attack, and you were stunned for a short time. He would grab you, pick you up. Um, well, he would have to grab you, throw you against a wall, run at you, pick you up, and then snap your back. So it was a little bit harder to execute, but Jeez. it yes. would be so annoying if that was like the only mistake that you made was like you accidentally like you what? got parried after like you've been destroying him for like two minutes. <laughs> my man, my man. Uh, another shout out to my man uh, Duo. Uh, he 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 would actually got so good at it at character that he would let them whittle down his health to that point and then just <laughs> wreck them constantly yeah, on um, 2v2 it was so bad yeah my um. my um my my moves were pretty much do a heavy attack fake it and then just tap them in the head like three or four times mm. so that they think oh this guy's just keeps faking his one move and then going to attack me in the head i'll just parry his top one right Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like two times, I just go, nope. I just let, it, I just do a big side heavy, but I didn't fake it. I just hit you in the face with like forty damage. Oh, I did it again. Oh, I did it. And I sometimes could pull it off like three or four times, and they wouldn't block it because they kept thinking that I, there was no way that I was going to just keep doing the most obvious attack in the game. And then, yeah. and then, and then they'd be like, oh, this guy. And then they would like get really angry and try and do like a really powerful attack. But it's because they tried to do a really powerful attack. I just parry it and just insta kill them. That was my entire move was just to like get them like so confused as to what I was do- gonna do that they wouldn't land a hit. Mm. Oh man! Yeah. It's not How long has that game been out, anyways? It's, it's uh, been it's like been a out year since like February, I think. February. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It. It was. Uh, yeah. I, I had high hopes. Either way, I like the I like the uh, the transition that just fighting games in general are making into, you know, the three D realm, like in a successful way. Like Tekken's cool, Soul Calibur's cool, but you know, like doing it where you can actually travel a map and and have the same type of mechanics. I I, I love it. Yeah, I I, I don't like uh, the push everyone off the map mechanic though. Which a lot of like a lot of bad players would just wait at the edge of a map and just be like, "Oh, I'm not fighting you. You have to come to me." So. Oh my! Am I roboting? Yeah, you're roboting a bit, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, but um, they would just wait at the edge of the map. They wouldn't attack you. You'd have to run over to them, and then they would just like, they would just run to try and grab hold of you, and then just throw you off the ledge. That would be it. That would be uh, their only move. Uh, no. And I was like, okay. So so it would actually be really funny if um, they tried to grab you, but you saw it coming, so you just uh, you countered their grab, and they fell off the map, and then they mm-hmm. would like give you some like really, really angry message saying mm-hmm. about how you were the worst person ever, and you know, you know just getting and, salty. And, you know, it's Volt and such. Yeah. Um, I would say. I would say 
that. Um, huge, huge potential in that game. Wish it done more. Hopefully Absolver can pick up the pace, but I, I do think Kyle has a good point. Maybe that they could work, work on spacing in that game. I don't know how you'd fix that, but I, I have very high hopes for Absolver. The only thing that it lacks right now is like a substantial, like, long-term, like, content story thing going on. Like, what they released right now feels more like a, uh... Hmm. It's not even like a demo. Maybe like the first level. It's second level. Yeah! Yeah! Speaking oh, of no. uh, games in early access, uh, oh. PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> is it in early access or is it just yeah, a so game? Good, yeah. yeah, that's that's the that's the thing that kills me about games culture now. It's like early access is like it used to early access used to be the 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 you know the little whole little like MMOs yeah, was, would let you get into beta and stuff. Yeah, it was, and then, it was Minecraft that caused this pretty much. It was the basically we're in early access for two years, but you two can years buy and it getting like money from it. Game. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, just call it Alpha 1 and make updates, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> your marketing but, doesn't work on this anymore. <laughs> just... But I really like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And it is a quality really game. It is a quality I... Battlegrounds game. Okay, I I'll... despise every Battlegrounds game besides PUBG. Why? Why does this make it different? Okay, I. Daisy, uh, the mm. mod for Armor 2, I played that. Yeah, and the I famous like, one. I was like, okay, this is this is not that good. I, I played it and I was like, I don't understand why people like this. I'll wait for the for the full one to come out, right? Yeah. And then Rust came out and I was like, okay, Rust is a little bit different. It's not really the same. I never played but, Rust, but yeah. But I played that. I got maybe 50 hours in and I was like, okay, this is actually not fun either. Like <laughs> it was fun when it was fun when you're with people that you know in a Skype mm. call and then someone mm. like betrays you and like takes all your loot. But that's okay. only fun the first couple of times, and it sort of gets boring. Okay. And then H1Z1 came out, and I was like, "Oh, it's another, it's another one of those games. Wow, you know, I'm so interested." And you know, it, it just kept doing this. There was the War Z, which ended up becoming like some sort of like other name thing because of a lawsuit or something, and you know, uh, yeah. a clone of Daisy. Then the Daisy game came out, but that was in early access, and then all the devs started leaving it. So, I was uh, like, okay, maybe this entire genre is just cursed and it's not any good, right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And PUBG came out, and my friends started playing PUBG. And they yeah. said, you should play it, you should play it. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it. It looks just like every other game. Mm -hmm. So, I, I was like, okay, fine, I'll buy it. I'll play a couple games. If I don't like it, I'll just get rid of it, right? Uh, and refund it. Okay. Um, so, I played it. And it was actually good. And I was like, oh my god, I finally found the game. The yeah. game that Daisy, the first one, was supposed to be. Yeah. And now it's the most popular game on Steam. And it's uh, beating Dota 2, and it's beating Counter Strike, and everything it's got. It's the first game on Steam to be 1 million players for a solid week. Nice. Wow. So here's my thing about. You, you mentioned H1Z1. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, some of you may know I was on a 
trip to the West Coast, and uh, over in California, I met uh, another artist um, uh, who's related to a friend of my dad's, um, and I, I was I was just in his room for the the two days we were there, and he somehow got beta codes to or some like special codes to H1Z1's King of the Kill new or whatever updated version, yeah. and it's basically. It's basically PUBG, right? From what I've seen. Yes, it is. Except, I think it's a little bit better in the sense that the models, the models feel a lot. Um, I don't know. It just feels a lot more colorful. But also, the biggest thing that got me was it starts off at two hundred players. Which so game like, is this? Um, so H one Z one King of the uh, Kill. Here's something oh. that you might not know. King yeah. of the Kill is made by the creator of Battlegrounds. Oh. The same developer? The same developer. Who was oh. hired by Ubisoft to make King of the Kill. And then they and then he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna make my own game, which is this mm. because they hired him to, to make it. He made it as a mod, I think, for Yeah. For uh Ubisoft. And yeah. then Ubisoft just made it a full blown thing and he was like, Fine, if everyone likes it so much I'll make my own. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is better. Mm. It is actually I I've one hundred percent it is better. There's okay. every person who was playing King of the Kill in H one Z one moved over yeah. to PUBG. Okay. So mechanically I, it's better. It does have two hundred people though, so that's pretty, that's pretty Yeah, cool. I would like that increased limit because when I saw him playing it from he like he was pretty good, so he'd get to like the top ten or whatever. But it it makes it so that, you know, there's there's a legitimate strategy in PUBG where you get you get to a place and if you're in the circle, you just sit. <laughs> you're just like, I got my it's, good, I'm kitted out, I sit for like... It's generally until, not advised to do that. Yeah, for like 50 kills and then I move. With the 200, you're sort of like, from the beginning, you'll be... From beginning to end, there's going to be like a decent amount of action till the end, you know? Okay, so the way that they go around fixing that is... Mm -hmm. There isn't any really good loot in small locations where you can mm -hmm. hide. There's yeah, yeah. Only, there's only good loot in locations. In the bigger that, ones, the loot tables. In, no, big areas, yeah. So, and everyone has cars. Cars are abundant, unlike in yeah. H1Z1. So, everyone can just drive to any town. So, there's no way that you can just hide for any period of time. The circle's mm -hmm. constantly shrinking as well. Yeah. And there's also bomb zones, which just destroy you if you're hiding somewhere so. <laughs> uh the, no, the adage is i i watch these people another shout out this is going to be the shout out episode uh shout out to uh eurostrix i watched his him twitch stream but then uh, another group of people uh northern line they have this they play together and they're basically like they run through the red zone or they're driving and they're like no one dies in the red zone da -da -da -da, whatever <laughs> they just drive through while bombs are coming through except for the one episode where a bomb just lands straight on their car four group four of them yeah, just <laughs> Apparently, according to the statistics, as many people die in the red zone as they die outside of the circle. <laughs> so people are like, no one dies in the red zone. I'm like, dying in the red zone is like really common. It's just no one ever, you know, thinks that they're going to be the one. Yeah, it's always the. It always happens to other people, right? The bad players, and then they die. They're like, well, I'm not bad. This is impossible. Yeah, uh... was, um, I've actually seen. I, I was really impressed with the bombs dropping on like this house that I was in, yeah. and it it knocked the wallpaper off the walls. Oh, 
Mm. I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that that, that that did that. Do you think it'd be interesting for them to have a bit more of a destructible environment? Like, I know uh, there's some, yeah, like, would... small houses, but like... Yeah, it, it's pretty much only the little, uh, the slang term for, <laughs> for the those little houses... No, they're fuckboy shacks, but okay. Fuckboy shacks. <laughs> the ones I sh the ones the ones I see, the the streams I watch, they call them the they call them butt huts. Yeah, <laughs> they're like little wooden sheds, which can be destroyed. Yeah. But I would, I would really like it if some of the buildings, if they got bombed, like the roofs would be destroyed and like. Or like if you floor. threw like uh, a Molotov at them, like they'll burn down parts of the house. Like it would add like yeah. a tactical layer to like breaching yeah, a place. I would, I would really like that. Um. I tell you what, though, it, I was um, playing a game the other day with uh, one of my friends, and we were mm. just sitting there, and the bombs were dropping. I was like, "Oh no, the car's outside!" And <laughs> and we just heard this like massive explosion just outside the house, uh, and we and we're like, "The circle's closing in. We needed that car." And we go outside, and it's just like a smoldering wreck. And then we were like, "I guess we're running." We ended up dying to the blue circle because the red circle destroyed our car. Oh, oh, the sadness. How how do y'all feel about like the competitive scene of this game? Okay, it, it's not competitive ready. Whoever says that it is 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 wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, I would I would have thought that there's it was slowly starting to build okay. up. It's it's too glitchy at the moment. There's too many mm. bugs. There's too many like issues with the game that competitive is not it's not worth it. Viable oh, right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are so many glitches where oh you like snagged onto um you know some sort of you know ledge and then you're just falling infinitely for a few seconds and then you instantly die or yeah uh, mm. oh your car just hit this tiny lip in the road but now it's flipped 50 feet into the air i've seen that a couple times yeah i've um, seen some of the graphical glitches where like you're not for whatever reason you're not allowed to play if you have it where like you could sometimes see inside of houses yeah I, that's happened to me as well, where the entire buildings don't render and just see people walking in the sky and, you know, I'm like, okay, that's not good enough. It can't be competitive ready. As well as, like, things where you can't shoot people if they're two feet below water. What? Like, yeah. Like, just don't go through. I'm like, okay, so you're yeah, invisible so people... if you're hiding under there, so... So basically, people are, like, trying to run away. They'll jump into the water and just dive down and, like, keep swimming to hold their breath and sometimes peek up for air. That's your only chance of killing them. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and then in the tournament which they had, there were 20 people hiding in the water just waiting <laughs> for the circle to shrink. They were all just like swimming next to each other, like chilling. Advanced tech. Hey, but you know, when <laughs> when they came out, it was storming the beaches of Normandy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was stupid. I was like, oh, come on. Man. You're all just sitting there hiding. <laughs> and then Did they... like five guys who were like on the rocks. Uh, like by the beach, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're fucked." As soon as the, the circle closes, they're all going to be shooting everyone, and they just—it's—it's it's too much. It's... <laughs> Man, they—they they should add in some some kind of wacky mechanic to combat that. Yeah, how about if you're wearing level three armor, you just sink <laughs> yeah, and drown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you're wearing full tactical gear. You've got like a level three like backpack, like army backpack with like three guns. How are you s and a crowbar? How are you not sinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be weak, dude. 
that'd be great. And then there's oh. games where sometimes the circle just like shrinks on a bridge. Oh. On the bridge, so they're just hiding, like they're just swimming underneath the bridge, but no bridge. one can shoot each other because they're swimming. So they just have to wait for the game to end <laughs> as they all just swim in this tiny little circle. Like, and they can't go in the, bl they can't go in the blue because they'll, yeah, they'll die. die. And they can't get to the entrance of the bridge because that's in the blue. So they're just underneath the bridge, slowly swimming, not doing anything. Uh yeah, that's gonna that needs to be fixed somehow. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Okay, so whoa, Kyle. Am I robot again? Yeah, yeah. dude. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. You were you were doing so well, son. You're doing so well. I am sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, uh live stream people. Uh uh technical difficulties. Uh, we'll 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 be back after Kyle uh fixes himself. Um but wow, that was a long digression from like our our like influential video game. Yeah, I know, it just kept going. Bruh. I will say this, I was about to say, like, after my whole Woody the Woodpecker racing, my brother my my youngest brother Titus, he was like he had to have been no more than two or three at the time. He would get mad that me and my other brother Theo wouldn't let him play. So at one point he put Play Doh and poured water into our PS One. Oh my god! And we did not let him da let let him live that off until we got our PS Two, which was like when I was in middle school. So from like yeah. the age of three to the age of like. Until he was like maybe seven or eight, we were like, "You destroyed our one gaming console. You're you're dead to us." <laughs> um, but I will say another influential game for me would have definitely been Pokemon Emerald. Yes. That's my first Pokemon game that I like played. Like, because all the other times it would have been like I would have played a little bit on the bus because my friend was sitting next to me, but it wasn't mine. I remember one time my friend literally let me borrow Emerald and I like almost got to beating it. I've oh never beaten Emerald. And I've almost Ruby I've beaten Sapphire. it twice. Ruby and Sapphire, uh -huh. I'm so upset about because oh. they ended up like, you know the little battery inside which helps save the games? Yeah. Half of my Game Boy games, all the batteries died. What? So all of my save games on like Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire are gone. And I could never get them back. I had uh, a few RPGs I was playing at the time, which just died, and I couldn't get them back. And I was oh, really no. upset about. And, oh no! And RPGs and are the I, worst when you don't get the saves because they're like yeah. forever long. Yeah, and I, I sometimes <laughs> I would like leave. I would like plug in my um, my like Game Boy Advance to play mm -hmm. them. Like I would just like I got like a battery pack which would allow me to plug it in constantly, mm -hmm. and. I basically just left it on for days at a time, trying to like beat the game. Oh no! And it oh. it, it uh, took a toll on the on the thing. The and system. More games started breaking. So. <laughs> Ouch! I yeah. I like I can feel your pain from here. There's been like I can imagine nothing that bad ever happened to me, but like you get to a point where you you get really deep into a game and then you realize you haven't saved it like. Oh, like two and like maybe twenty or so hours, and you're like, "No, Lord," <laughs> and you're like trying to get the save in, but then you die, <laughs> and you're like, "Why?" 
Oh, and like sometimes it just makes you like not want to play the game again because you're just like, yeah, I don't um, want to put in all that effort ever again. Yeah, there was this Dragon Ball Z RPG, right? And I I had like almost completed the game and the save file stopped working. I came back on, and for a while I didn't notice that it was you know the save had been destroyed. And I was like, this is really similar to the beginning of the game. Oh. No. <laughs> and oh, like no. I played like the first mission. I was like, wait a minute. And then I was really upset. I like stopped playing video games for like two weeks because like, <laughs> you just did bad, a hard bad on video games for two weeks. <laughs> oh, the 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 pain it brings a young man to know that his save was deleted, corrupted, or he didn't save. Oh, that's that's you don't know real pain until you've gotten two hundred yeah. hours into a. What's your most oh. immersive game? Like a game that you just like just like sunk so much time into because of oh, like, God. how much you like were drawn in by it uh, most immersive game most immersive game like would it be something I'm still playing now or it like could be something you're still playing now it doesn't really matter I mean I was really into Fallout 3 when it came out okay so uh, for the podcast people um uh, we just had some audio difficulties with the program we were using. Uh, voices got cut out, so uh, this is just going to be spliced back in. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, where, what, were we, what were we talking about? It was most immersive we games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically created... I was like waxing poetical about how I created like a, two level 30 characters in Fallout. Uh, maybe level 40, both of them. And then like there was a good two months, two, three months after Fallout 3 came out that, like, I was gone from the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I grew a beard. I, like, started eating rad roaches. It was, it was bad. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was probably, probably the most immersive game. Other than that, it would have probably been, like, Pokemon. Mm. I get, ooh, and you we talking about Secret of Mana. Also, I remember that game. That was a so, GBA game. Most immersive are these games that you basically dreamed about because you played so much. Basically, uh, like yeah, and games that were like so you know enthralling that you just like couldn't couldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, for me that was Skyrim. Oh, oh yeah, Skyrim. Dude, I forgot about Skyrim. <laughs> How could yeah. I forget about Skyrim? I started you know referring to myself as a Skyrim zombie. You know, it, it, actually, was just, it was so bad. I played Skyrim nonstop for a month. And then I stopped playing it because I was like, okay, I've done everything that I need to do. And I, I realized like way later that Skyrim isn't that good. <laughs> it really is not that great. My friend... Another shout out to my friend Branson. He was like, "Yeah, Skyrim is like a dumbed down version of like the previous games." And then like he showed me like the previous games. I'm like, "This seems yeah, so much inch more better. interesting." I played Oblivion way before, like way earlier. Than I'm like, wow. they just done Oblivion except with more graphically updated, dude. Yeah. And Wait, so what was what was the big difference? I never played the. Uh, well, um, Oblivion takes place in the country south of Skyrim. Uh, with all the Imperials, and it's basically got way more creatures. Everything's like lush and green, and 
got like rich history and you know things like that. Whereas Skyrim is just the Nords. <laughs> the mechanics, <laughs> the mechanics of the games are a bit different too. Like so, you know yeah. how like you just do a speech check, a simple speech check, and you either you pass or you fail. In there, there's like an actual mini game where you actually have to like convince the person based on like personality and stuff like <laughs> and like your speech stat would help but right like, yeah because like it, it seemed pretty involved. useless yeah, it, yeah that stat was useless in the in skyrim yeah like you didn't, didn't have to do yeah, anything um, with it my immersive game is probably onward which is a I'm military simulating the vr game oh hmm. so it's a five Bruh. to five uh, don't talk like to me about sim. immersion. Don't talk to me about immersion when VR games are involved. I, I I legitimately think, like, the temptation of me to just, like, live in a VR world is going to be so real once I get something like that. And so, yeah, like, Elder Scrolls VR? Bruh. Oh, Yo. that's actually <laughs> a thing. Yo, let me They're tell you something. The oh, they better. They're let making me tell Skyrim you. VR, Fallout VR, and Doom VR. Oh, Doom. That would, oh, man, that'd be terrifying. Yo, so, my dudes, there's a place with the, my, who stole my art name. I might sue for likeness and such. But there's a place in, not Seattle, it is in the Utah, the land of the Mormons. And <laughs> is in Salt, I think it's in Salt Lake. Salt Lake City? <laughs> I, yeah, it's called Void. Mm-hmm. And... It is a virtual reality like place. It's called Void VR, and it's literally they a huge building, and they set up like with the props and everything for the the, the place. If you're if you want to look it up, it's called thevoid.com is the website, and it basically is a like you walk in, and like they set up like the all the all the um, stuff for that particular experience with like actual props and then you put the VR goggles on and you're just walking in and it's like I'm so I would love to go there it's been it's been oh, a thing for like since 2015 in New York that was like that oh yeah hmm. I think it was made by the same people um I didn't go in it I was in New York I walked past it I'm a VR dev didn't actually go inside you you <laughs> You messed yeah, up. Didn't have time. Should have done it for five days. Should have done it for the culture, bro. Should have done it for the culture. Um, but yeah, onward is incredible. I know the dev. Okay. He's a cool okay. guy. Um, basically, it's a five v five military shooter. Uh, you have, you know, Kevlar vests, helmets, uh, guns, which actually you have to reload. You have to cock them. You have to have attachments on them. Grenades, uh, like adrenaline shots, you know, morphine, you know, <laughs> a whole load of. Uh, basically, if you were pl- if you were actually I in the a, military, you have all that equipment. There's five of you. You have, have a comms. couple military friends who would be like, yes, yes. <laughs> there's, there's five of you. You have comms on your shoulder, so you like have walkie-talkies. You can talk to each other. Um, oh my god! And then, That's crazy. And basically, uh, have like an enemy team which is defending an uplink station with like, which will you know cause a bomb to go off at somewhere. Mm. And then you, uh, as like the uh, the Marsoc guys, have to go in there and um, defuse it with like 
with like your iPad to get the like diffuse codes, and then you've got like your terrorists who are like defending it and trying to stop you. Um, but it's really good. But there's real military guys playing it now, so you know I usually get wrecked. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> we actually have protocols, and you're just a, a civilian. I was pretty good though. I've got a couple like shadow play videos on my YouTube of me playing it. Nice. Now I'm gonna check that out. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's awesome. Yeah, Wait, it's the most popular multiplayer game in VR. I only <clears> have like three or four YouTube videos on it. It's not. Plug that ish, dog. That's oh, a great way to get your game out there, dude. Oh, I don't. It's not got my game on it. It's uh, just a personal one. Oh, okay. uh, we have we have an official one, but that's not. Yeah. Do you all uh, now with the with the game stuff? Do you all actually uh, ever post like what work you've done, like like just for the public to see? Like yeah, yeah, we do uh, on the on the official YouTube channel. We do that. Okay. Um, here, here's a here's my normal YouTube channel, and I'll get the, <laughs> the official one up as well. Oh, okay. lit. I'll get that channel name so we can like say it out loud, or we could tweet it. The red oh yeah, I'm already the subscribed to you. I might be. I might be subscribed. No, I am not. The red cow. Onward, yeah. adventure. Hey, yeah, that is those flames. And then there's a uh, Zillabo Productions, which which is like sort of the official one. I mean, we have a lot of stuff on there, but it's got quite a lot of game stuff on there as well. And that is the Zulubo Productions. Z U L U B O Productions. Alright. That is for all the game updates you guys want to see. Um uh just as a maybe maybe you can give some insight. Um and this might be the last topic, just for anybody who's listening to us who might be interested in games, being an art artist in games. What advice would you give like what big lessons when you like made your first game that you wish you knew before you started would you tell people who are like maybe making indie games or thinking about getting into games at all okay uh you really want to plan out how your model's going to work um if you're if you're creating an idea and you think okay this is this is our like game plan this is how long it's going to take triple it because it's not going to take that long. It's going to it's going to take three times longer than you think it is because you don't have a reference point for how long things are going to take. All your models, you're going to be like, oh, this is a good model, and then later on you're going to be like, oh, that was really bad. Why did I think that was a good idea? So <laughs> just prepare yourself for for realizing how bad you were to begin with, because you're you're going to look at your first game and be like, man, things are bad. I should have fixed that. And, um, <laughs> It, it it's fine you, you just got to deal with it and make the next one better um a all of like every model that i made for the first vertigo is like infinitely worse than than the models that i've been making now so yeah um, it's in the iterations dude yeah, like, oh, yeah. If, you, if you look on the if you look on the thing you can actually see that we we iterated about three or four times trying to make um you know trying to make all the models look nice in the first game and even then, they still look way worse than mm. like this model. And just throw this in the chat if you want to see it. But th okay. there's like this is like the most recent model that I did uh, yesterday, pretty much. And it's one of the characters in the game. But 
Nice. Oh, uh, the uh, the old man model yes. that you've been showing us in private chats because yeah. we're cool. But, want our yeah, audience. This is this is uh, one of the characters we we've, we've got some. We've also got a higher budget now, so we can use motion capture and you know mm. use uh, use like rigging tools and get him to actually have good lip sync and you know all of that. That's why we didn't have any people in the first game because we had no budget. And this model is coming from the new game, or this is from the old game? This is from the new game, so... Okay. This is not nice. currently, you know, in any of the games. But you can sort of see if you were to, uh, you know, look at one of the older models. Let's see if I can find one of the older models. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find it. Yeah, here's... Yeah, here we go. Okay. So... It's so it's just it's just one of those things. How many is it just a time thing? Is it just like a time sync? Like you just get better, at, or is there like a specific better, mindset? Uh, you get better, and it's also like probably a budget problem as well. With the first mm. game, we had no tools. We worked in Blender, which is just free. Uh, we had no texturing software, which means that everything was cell shaded because we didn't have any. Uh, you know, good texturing software. We we baked in the ambient occlusion in Blender because we didn't have a good lighting engine. Uh, we used a lot of modular designs because we didn't have uh, the tools to create good levels. Um, whereas now, we've got quite a few programs which we bought from from just selling the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the first game we spent ages, you know. Trying to trying to get it to look good. We thought it would be a five hour game, the whole yeah. thing. It ended up being five hours, taking three times longer, and we had to split the game into two parts because it was too long. So now we're working <laughs> so on that, part two. So so this is this second part is the continuation of the game, but you expected it to just be a standalone. Yes. Oh wow. Wow. So. Because we were like, oh, well, we'll just make a story-based single-player VR game. How hard could it be, right? <laughs> <laughs> said, <laughs> said every game developer when they first started ever. <laughs> um, and it turns out it's actually hard. Who would have guessed? Um, yeah, we made it. And, and then at the same time, the creator of Onward made his one by himself as well, using pre-bought assets, which is way easier than what we did. Um, but because his game was multiplayer and was the only one of its kind code. he ended up with uh with like three hundred thousand dollars in the first month whereas nice. so now he's rich he's basically can do whatever he wants um and and we are not so rich because we decided single player was where it was at but hey man I don't sometimes it. you gotta do yeah you gotta do your own thing Happy for the guy out onward. I love hearing stories of the guys who like did their own things. Yeah, like, he was nineteen when he made it. Like, oh, yeah, wow. like the, the indie guys that do their own things and like it just hits off. And it's like same thing with Undertale and all those other like indie darlings where it's like I worked on this for like five years, blood, sweat, and tears, and then like they put it out and their internet's like, we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. And now they're just like all that, all those years of hard work just comes back. In like once in like one good month, and you're, you're like, wow. Yeah. That has, I mean, that has to be so satisfying. We made about we made about five times less than he did. So. Yeah. 
which hey, is man. fine because we still made enough money so that we could continue and do another one. So that hey. was. That's just that's just as you improve, things will come to you. Like, obviously, people might go and check out the 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 first game now, now that they hear yeah. this, this is the second one, and you might get the whole trilogy pack and all that. You know, it, it's the start of a career, which is a, the most amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty happy with uh, with how it went. To be honest, mm. I I didn't expect it to sell too well, but. It ended up selling nicely. You made some money. Uh, a whole lot of YouTubers uh, liked it. Um, I got, you know, and those developers that I met when I first went uh, to look at VR were pretty impressed as well. I think one of them was like, oh, uh, there's a movie franchise I'm going to be working on. And, you know, he was, he was interested in, you know, hiring me, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't get any feedback from that because he he was like, oh, it's all up in the air. I'll tell you when it does. That was like a month ago, so I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you got to keep working on your own thing, dude. Yeah. That's great, dude. The, the, I just, it, I, I feel like this is an encouragement thing because like, George, could you like tell them how old you are right now? I'm 20. I'm 21 next month. Hey. I'm, wow. Okay. I'm going to be 23 in a couple, in like, in November. So like, the, I just I just wanted to state that to say that like, hey, young people, <laughs> young people younger than us, as if we're not young, maybe Kyle's not, but you know. Wow. Us. Again. <laughs> Again. You're not that old. It's fine. Uh, I just love poking him with that, but. old man Kyle uh but you know just 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 put your head down and focus on the on the things that you that you can that you want because like especially with this internet age there's so many options like yeah I mean I I got into it by going to one event going on YouTube and finding a random guy who was coding by himself and messaging him that was it that was my entire plan it was. It was like find someone who needs an artist. Oh, there's one. I'll message. And now, Steam, oh wow. And now the now Valve knows you on like a first name basis. Yes. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is dope. Uh, so I guess. Th- oh, Kyle, do you have anything? Hmm. You want to? Oh add? well, well. Uh, no, I just. Uh... Because you know he's saying that he didn't uh, might not have sold as much as that that one guy onward, but um, you know as time progresses and and get more popular, people like you were saying new people that join they'll they'll find the backlog of work you guys have and you know like I I, I think that's that's fine like you know like let's say things blow up you know like a game or two from now yeah like you'll you know people will just be like oh wait. Wait, these guys have already made a couple games. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I yeah. think I just think uh, it's it's good, it's good that you've already got some experience under your belt from a, like from a, uh, a standpoint of you know, having more things to offer to people who are interested in what you create. So, yeah, yeah, 
I think uh, I think we can we can end that here. Um, basically, I guess at this point we can just basically tell people what we're doing and our various socials so that they can visit us, talk to us, and whatnot. Um, I guess I'll start it off. Um, you know me, I'm Void. Love Void Art on Instagram. Uh, I've been working on a commission this week, uh, which has been pretty cool. Uh, that's probably going to be coming out in the next couple of days. Still open for commission, so DM me on Instagram. That's like probably the easiest way to come in contact with me. Um, Love Void Art, L-E dot V-O-I-D dot Art. Um, you know me on Twitter, Lavoid Art, but none of the dots. Um, that's basically it there. Uh, still working on studying for loans and stuff. And uh, the comic book thing, which is on a bit of a back burner because of the commission. But I'll be back on that. Uh, Kyle? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can all find me on uh, Instagram at Fishgills, uh, F-I-S-H-G-U-I-L-L-S. And, uh, yeah, I'm just working on improving and working on my my story that I'm doing. So that's it. like like George says, <laughs> that, that's I'm so glad he said the thing. You know, if you if you think something's going to take a certain amount of time, multiply it by three because. Three, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, man, it, it takes so much time to like, mm. you know, design not just not a whole cast of characters, but just one character, you know, like it, yes. it takes a yeah. lot of time. That, that model that I linked, by the way, I was like, it would take a day or two, five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. That's why, actually, yeah. that's what I've done with people who ask me commissions. Like, they'll be like, Hey, how long do you think it's going to take you? And then I like size up the request and I'm like, okay, here's what I think I can do, but I'm going to add like four or five days to that estimation so yeah, at the, and then if at, you get it early they're impressed exactly that actually happened with one they're like wow you're really quick with it i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> repeat customer tell your friends uh but i wanted to say something kyle i probably said it on your instagram but dude your your sketchbook on your instagram oh, yeah, is dude, looking it's... like it's looking like a professional sketchbook dude like i i Thanks, see dude. like like dude I was low key like if you if you get off the project, dude, and you just are like, hey, hey, I I I can I can paint things for you people, bruh. That'd be ridiculous, <laughs> fam. You went angry, you angry and George make me so proud that I'm like, I was smart enough to be friends with you. <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, but you're oh, doing your God. own thing, dude. And you're don't tell me you're not that good. Get the, oh my God, I'm dude. About to, mm. dude. Kyle and, and angry are kind of overtaking me. Nah, it, dude, it, it all it all takes time. We'll all we'll all be there. It the thing is like, um, like with with angry for example, he's he's been at that like on the cusp for like the past year, you know, mm. and and now it's getting to the point where everything he makes is awesome. Yeah, and like I, I mean not. Obviously, there's room for improvement, but but it's like it all looks professional, and and I I think that I don't I'm 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 okay with I'm okay with like you know like sometimes I'll like I'll have 
a whole day where everything I do is terrible and then and then you know get like a <sighs> step yesterday yeah get like a step <laughs> forward but I I don't know man it, it's it's definitely um a long it's a long journey you know we're, yeah. it, it's just gonna take us all quite a bit of time to get there shout out to Drawbox because I was <laughs> I've been redoing some of his practices and man it makes you feel good when you like can draw a whole page of boxes and be like wow this isn't trash <laughs> <laughs> like I've made improvement with my idea of perspective uh, right but yeah it's just I got back into traditional, and I'm like, why is my traditional stuff so much worse than my digital stuff now? This is bad. This makes me sad. But yeah, you know, push yeah. forward. So, Red Cow, uh, this is where you link people to your stuff, tell them about your things, get okay, the word so, spreading. Uh, my Instagram is uh, the Burgundy Cow, but Burgundy <laughs> was taken, so Burgundy with two U's instead of an A. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, uh, Twitter is a uh, like our like game. Twitter is a uh, Mr. Zulubo Z U L U B O. Our YouTube channel is Zulubo Productions. Um, just uh, that's pretty much it. I've got a deviant art, but who cares about that? Where uh, where can people see where can people see uh, the stuff you're working on for the game? Like, can uh, is there anything available to see right now? Is it yeah, is the, it kind of under wraps? Uh, Mr. Zulubo, the Twitter account. There's a few uh, things like that, and Zulubo Productions. We upload videos every now and then, showing uh, okay. you know progress on the game. Okay, okay. that's awesome. All right, Lit. definitely be checking that out. Yes, yes. All right, this has been the Clues cr Critics. Uh, enjoy the rest of your days, guys, and uh, we'll be hitting you with another one next week. Bye. Later, everyone. <laughs>